Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Now you see, we're going to get into this in a little bit. The Hill has the piece. The new president of CNN or CEO of CNN is out there basically admitting that CNN was nothing but uninformed left-wing vitriol. And of course, the New York Times is saying, well, yes, that's very interesting that you say that. And we've been saying that the whole time. Uninformed left-wing vitriol is what the new CEO of CNN is calling his network. What's going to happen next? Now, I saw another piece this weekend that basically says it's time to end the tradition of bringing kids to see Santa and sending them on their lap. Why? Because sometimes kids cry. Now, Drag Queen Story Hour is perfectly acceptable. Um, well, not a- actually, not everyone celebrates Christmas. Yeah, okay. Does that mean people who do should stop? Uh, actually, okay. Jewish kids might not sit on Santa's lap. And people who celebrate Kwanzaa might not sit on Santa's lap. And kids who celebrate Ramadan might not sit. But that does that doesn't mean that people who celebrate Christmas, which is the majority of people in this country, should stop doing it. But the way they're talking about Santa, as if it's traumatic to make your kids go see Santa, these are the same people that are telling you it's perfectly healthy and normal for grown men to wear thongs and bend over and stick their rear ends in the face of faces of children. This is where we are. Santa bad, drag queen's good. And I'm, I'm, I'm really going to start drilling down. This. You know, the, I've noticed something, uh, a tactic, a game. I don't know if it's taught. I don't know where it, where it is, where it, where it emanates from, other than maybe, maybe academia. If you listen to left-wing commentators and activists and spokespeople, there are certain words they choose that have absolutely no meaning. And they're usually very key and important words to what it is you think they're saying. So you heard Jennifer Granholm announcing this breakthrough in fusion technology, and she said, well, it's going to be diverse. Well, what the hell does that mean? What? what, what? You heard Joe Biden last week use the word diverse when talking about this air fingers quote investment, you mean absolute giveaway to African nations. I've gone over it. Billions and billions of dollars. We've poured over this. What what diversity? What does he mean? What does that mean? Words like diversity and inclusion are just placeholders. Right, if you listen to if you listen to Democrats enough, they will say things like, well, the Constitution, you know, the words have different meaning. What do you mean they have different meaning? A word, a definition is something that is definite. You are looking for something definite in the word. Am I incorrect here? When you look up a word's definition, you are looking for something, it's definite, it's definition. Something that is definite, the representation of that word as a definite. Not as something fluid, but definite. 
So when we talk about originalism, we're talking about originalism, and I'm veering off a little bit. I just have to get this out before I move on. When we talk about originalism, originalism is, I don't even know why we call it, it's definition. The words of the Constitution actually mean something. And they have they can't be interpreted by today's standard. There is a process for amending the Constitution. If there's something in the Constitution that is outdated, uh, like slavery, we amend the Constitution through the constitutional process. Right? So that's what we do. But when you hear people say, well... We, we can't just be beholden to the words of the framers or the founders anymore. So that means what? That word that if you change the definition of a word, that now you just operate on that new definition, then the word then words have no meaning. The law has no meaning. The the entire history of our nation has no meaning if words are simply placeholders to be defined at a later period in time. And I've pointed this out when they use these words. Diversity and inclusion usually just means getting rid of middle-aged white men. That's what it means. And I've pointed this out as well, that inclusion or diversity should mean addition, not subtraction. So for example, this I didn't watch it. They didn't watch it. Was the, there was like a live 30th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast, and now all of a sudden, Belle is black. Oh, Andrew, what do you have a problem with black women playing Belle? Well, Belle is a white character. Would we do the 30th anniversary of Princess and the Frog and have a white actress play Tiana? No. Why? Because Tiana is a black, a black character. You wouldn't have an Asian character play Tiana. You wouldn't have a Hispanic actress play Tiana. Guarantee you that if there's a a a, a you know live action Princess and the Frog, Tiana will be played by a black actress because the character is black. Now it's not any level of discomfort of seeing a black actress play Belle, kissing a white actor who plays the Beast. I don't care about that. But that's subtraction. You had to take a white actress out of the mix to make space for a black actress versus expanding the number of vehicles that originate with a black actress like Princess and the Frog. You see what I mean? You can have diversity inclusion as an expansive thing, not a subtractive thing, but they use it as a subtractive thing. So they take these words and they insert them into species or into statements or into you know, interview responses. And they are placeholders to be defined at a later time. So really, you think you're hearing someone say something nice or pleasant or progressive, and they're really telling you something more ominous. And they've been doing this with the Constitution. Well, the framers never meant AR-15s. They also never meant the Internet. The idea that, well, the freedom of speech, I mean, when you're talking about a Gutenberg press, um, the king felt the Gutenberg press was pretty damn dangerous to his reign in the colonies, that if people were starting to read Common Sense by Thomas Paine or the Federalist Papers by Publius, the Gutenberg press was pretty damn dangerous to the king's rule. This was the basis of the freedom of speech, that someone shouldn't have to hide behind Publius to speak their mind, especially when criticizing their government. 
And that includes criticizing Trump or Obama or anyone for that matter, or Biden. But word, these words, don't, these are placeholder words to be defined at some later time. So when you think you've signed on to something, and you're Jamie Raskin, I love the Constitution. And then you listen to him long enough, so long as he can unravel it, remix the words, change definitions, you know, and invent things that aren't even there. It's like when someone, I say to someone, where is Social Security in the Constitution? Well, the court's already ruled, but what are the courts ruling on? If, if no one can find the power to create Social Security in the Constitution, then what are the courts ruling on? Why do we still have this? Oh, so you want to get rid of Social Security? I'm asking you where it is in the Constitution. If you can't find it, we have another discussion to have. But that goes back to the CNN thing. You have the CEO of CNN admitting what we have been saying about CNN all this time. That it was nothing but pseudo-intellectual, half-truth, straw man, phony baloney, garbage wrapped up and packaged as news and nobody was buying it anymore so now they're trying to make deep changes i mean really i don't know who can defend chris cuomo's absolute abandonment of journalism ethics not just putting his brother on for the bro the cuomo bro show laugh fest during the worst, darkest days of the pandemic, but literally getting involved in running an operation to use CNN, I might add, as a way to dig up dirt on the women who are accusing his brother of sexual harassment and in some cases, sex assault. I mean, we all enjoyed the laughter. Hey, big brother, welcome to the program. Yeah, little brother, how are you? Hey, so did you... You're going to come by Ma's house for gravy this weekend? You bet you can't keep me away from that, little brother. So let's talk about this pandemic thing. I mean, are people dying? Yeah, people are dying. It's all Donald Trump's fault. You know what I mean, skadoosh? Look, we we all we all watch that. I mean, to, to, to interview your brother, I get it. You just happen to be the baby brother of the governor. But a complete abandonment of fact, information, running cover-ups for the deaths in Nursing homes, you know, playing silly little games instead of reporting the news and then again, getting involved. You know, it's one thing, look, I don't blame anyone for trying to protect their family or defend their family. If you told me that Andrew Cuomo was calling his own brother for advice, hey, little brother, I mean, I was doing some ass grabbing, you know, like we always do, like honk, honk, you know, you grabbing asses up there in Albany, right? I mean, his ass everywhere. But now I got, I got, I got one of these, you know, I got one of these uh, chicks, you know, filing some charges. What should I do? I mean, of course he'd be like, well, you know, I, you know, if it were up to me, I mean, I get some dirt on him, you know, maybe make him look bad or something like that, you know. I would expect that. But jumping on an official call with staffers. Like getting getting CNN wrapped up in Andrew Cuomo's ass-grabbing operation. He's got his work cut out for him. You know, I, I don't care if CNN is left. I'm just insulted. It's just the insult to our intelligence when Don Lemon goes on Colbert's like, well, I don't think we were we were liberal. Oh, really? Because everybody else knows you are.
Stop stop pretending. When someone goes, well, what about Fox News? Is there any doubt? Do you have any doubt that the nighttime programming that you see is opinion-based? Any doubt at all? Like, I don't know where this Sean Hannity guy stands. <laughs> you know, he seems pretty neutral to me. That that Laura Ingram, I mean, sometimes she's on the left, sometimes she's on the right. I don't know what to make of her. I think it's pretty clear that Laura Ingram's on the right. I think it's pretty clear Tucker Carlson's on the right. You know, like, wow, that, that Tucker Carlson. I, 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 some, I sometimes just don't know what I'm getting from him. A lot of work ahead of him there. Lines at 695 Patriot 9572874. But yes, Santa now represents discrimination. And drag queens represent inclusion. That's where we're going as a country. All right, let me get off the soapbox and get into some some real topics here. one 695 patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Lee Zeldin's going to join us in the next hour. We're talking about the future of the RNC. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Serious XM Patriot, channel 125.